so much for seeing fresh faces in the outfield, huh? Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. Comes your way bright and early every weekday morning if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Penguins. The Pirates are still getting some pretty decent pitching for the most part. The bullpen really hasn't let up. Starters, yeah, that's definitely let up. Will Crow only lasted an inning and a third last night. But the offense, my goodness, the offense is just so, so, oh, insert your own vulgar term here. I try to keep this show clean. One run on five hits. Kevin Newman had a double. That was it. Everything else was singles. Newman actually went two for three. Ben Gamble, because he matters, went two for four. And that's it. And that's it. That's your that's your bucko offense right now. Gregory Polanco, 0 for 4 with 4 Ks. Golden Sombrero, as they call it. Greg is now 2 for 23 with 11 strikeouts since that briefly uplifting series that he had in St. Louis. And there's no reason whatsoever he should be taking a spot in the lineup or in right field. None. None whatsoever. Not for the current team, not for the future team, not because of uh, his $11 million salary. You can't just let him sit on the bench if he's getting $11 million. That doesn't matter at all. When your team's got a $48 million payroll, you can't worry about stuff like that. You don't play him just because it feels wrong to have him in the dugout at that pay. You do things that are beneficial for the organization moving forward. But as if this wasn't already dreary enough, meaning this this episode, Travis Swaggerty, the outfielder that I think a lot of us were hanging our hats on, to make it to Pittsburgh at some point this summer, even if it was just September, hurt his shoulder pretty significantly the other night with Indianapolis diving back to first base on a pickoff attempt. There's a chance, Todd Tomzik, the director of sports medicine for the Pirates, let us know yesterday that he could require surgery. He's seeking other opinions. Um, guess what? When you start seeking other opinions, you're trying to find ways to to have someone tell you that you don't need to have surgery because the first doctor or two or four told you that you did. If he has shoulder surgery, he's done for the year. And that, coupled with the fact that there was no minor league baseball in 2020, it hurts. It hurts. These things hurt. Jared Oliva... Another prospect who was supposed to be contending for a spot in the outfield coming out of spring training is only just now starting to play because of an injury that he had. 
So there they are out there with their over fours and their golden sombreros in left field and right field. And this, these are losses, man. These are, these are, these are things that set the process back. It's not just about watching the game that's on TV or being at the ballpark and getting upset. Oh, no, they lost another game. These are things that really hurt. And it feels like, especially as it relates to the outfield, Ben Charrington is going to have to make a priority of acquiring someone from somewhere, even if that means just a focus on who he acquires among prospects, because you can't you can't do this and say, well, we're going to have this whole flood of pitchers, this whole flood of infielders and everything else, and they start moving up the ranks, and there are no outfielders. There are no outfielders. I mean, you want to go all the way down to whatever, you know, Mason Martin. I, I don't know. There aren't any drop-dead certainties among outfielders, really, other than Swaggerty. And even he's not that. He's the number nine prospect in the system. It's not like he's on some rocket ship. But it's going to have to be addressed. You'll always hear me saying that a good baseball GM doesn't prioritize by position, especially when it comes to the draft, which is such a crapshoot. But you do have to be cognizant of what your organizational depth chart is beyond the 40 Beyond the 40. And if you look over the Pirates' top 30 prospects, you're not seeing outfielders. And yeah, O'Neill Cruz might move out there. Arguably, he should already be out there as opposed to being a six foot seven shortstop. But he's got to hit his way up here. And then from there, he's also got to learn a new position. I don't know that I would look at him and say, aha, yes, this is an outfielder. Here's an answer at outfield. They don't have any. They don't have any. That's why Charrington keeps rifling through the waiver wire and bringing in every other Ben Gamble under the sun. And Kai Tom and Anthony Alford and Dustin Fowler, and I'm probably forgetting about seven or eight of them who've already passed through. It's a tough, tough situation, and there's only one way that it's going to get solved. And I'm not being dumb here. I'm not suggesting that he, you know, does this tomorrow. But it's got to become a focus of some kind. There's got to be an understanding, a recognition that this organization needs outfielders. It needs multiple options when it comes to outfield prospects making it through the system because right now it's got none when we come back just one question time for just one question and that comes today from self-dubbed ordinary human who in 
referencing my rant. Boy, was it ever that. I don't even know where that came from yesterday that I had on Daily Shot of Pirates about all this awful hitting that we're seeing, not just in Pittsburgh, but across Major League Baseball. Did you know that the median batting average in the sport right now is 237? Did you know that? Ordinary human says, thank you, DK. I literally laughed out loud listening to this. And then he adds, it's pathetic where this team stands right now, isn't it? And uh, You know, this is where I, I hear what you're saying. And from the Pittsburgh standpoint, from the purely Pittsburgh standpoint at that level, it's really, really tough to watch. I'm not going to lie, that was one of those shows yesterday where I just felt like I was going to say whatever it was that I'd say, and then if I was going to regret something about it, I was going to regret it afterward, well afterward. And you know what, to an extent I kind of did, because I understand, as I said in the show, what it is that they want to do. I understand what... Ben Charrington and Derek Shelton hope to achieve short-term and long-term. But I also, you know, I don't want to suffer the whole way through via boredom and whatever other things you experience when you're watching this crap, because it is crap. This isn't baseball and I'm not being get off my lawn here or whatever this isn't the baseball that I grew up with you know it's trash it's trash home run walk strikeout home run walk strikeout it's a lousy way not just to watch the sport but to play it other than for pitchers I guess but even pitchers are like they'll go six seven innings something like that and they'll give up four home runs, five home runs. It's like, you know, good job. <laughs> I mean, I, I, this just isn't baseball. Think about the term baseball, which used to be, by the way, in olden days, split into two words. Not a lot of people know that. Baseball. Why? Because there was a base and there was a ball. And the object of the game was to move from one base to the next station to station station to station that's lost man that's just lost the art of moving the runners and i'm not even getting into things like you know hit and runs and bunts and giving yourself up by hitting to the right side behind the runner whatever it is I mean, you can justifiably call a lot of that stuff old school because there are metrics that show that giving up an out is almost never a good idea. But I'm talking about runners on the corners. You know, if I'm there at the game with one of my kids, I can't get their attention with bases empty. It doesn't matter who's up. It doesn't matter how special that individual is. It doesn't matter if it's Fernando Tatis Jr. I can't get their attention. 
You know what does get their attention? When you got people on base, either side, either side, there's an urgency. There's a thought process that's going through the whole stadium. Or if you're watching from home or wherever, there's, there's strategy that's being contemplated. There's a chess game going on. What are they going to do here? How does this guy do in such and such situations? There's drama. There's a buildup. And ultimately, if your team comes through, there's a crescendo to that buildup. That's baseball. Baseball. I don't have the answers here. I don't have the answers here. I, I'm not real big on the whole, you know, ditch this, change that, and whatever else here in general. But I most definitely am in favor of whatever it takes to alter this course, these three outcomes. I don't know. Lower the mound. I've heard Red move it back a couple of feet, eliminate the shift. Uh, and there's also people who just insist that it's just going to take care of itself because baseball always has done that. You know, eventually you're going to see teams come around and stop worrying so much about launch angle and invest a lot more time, energy, and focus into just hitting the ball. Put the ball in play and run. But I don't see that either. I don't see that coming either. You'd think somebody would have started it by this point, right? Out of 30 teams, you'd think somebody. Like a team, say, for example, oh, the one in Pittsburgh that can't hit home runs and can't walk. You'd think they'd be the pioneers here. They'd be the renegades. Not happening. Not happening. Again, I don't have an answer. I just know that I can't stand the question. I do appreciate your question, though. And I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. Let's do another one of these tomorrow. At Point Park University, in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door, your car, your gym locker, your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.